So this one time at band camp, (laughs) I am totally just kidding. So this one time as a mother with four, well, maybe I had three young kids and I was pregnant with the fourth, I had a really, really crazy day. I mean, like, crazy, crazy. At that point, I was pregnant with my fourth child, my only daughter, and I had three boys. And I was at the doctor's office three times in one day. Oh, yeah, because we had the weirdest things happen, one after another after another. And it started first thing in the morning with one of my kids, this is when I lived in Florida, getting stung by a scorpion. Yes, stung by a scorpion. Like, who has scorpions in their house? Well, apparently in Florida, there's these brown ones that are in bathtubs sometimes when it's really a dry season and not a lot of rain, and they're looking for water. Yes, of course, I had my son in the bathtub, in a dry bathtub, and just letting him play to confine him for a little bit, and he got stung and was having a reaction. Off we go to the doctor's office. Few hours later, he is managing okay. I'm back home. I'm letting my other son, who is just a year off of him, and they were probably, I don't know, one and two at the time. Then the other one ends up screaming bloody murder while we are outside for a few minutes, and he gets stung in the hand by a yellow jacket. Oh, yeah a yellow jacket, and his hand is swelling to be twice the size of his other one. Back to the pediatrician. A couple hours later, we're picking up my oldest son at school, and he says, I cannot wait to get home and show you something. I am hurting really bad on the back of my leg, like almost on my bottom. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, it happened first thing this morning and all day long I've been sitting on my other leg because I think I have a splinter in my leg. I'm like, through your pants? He's like, yeah, I was scooting over on the gym bleachers and I think I've got a splinter in my leg. Would you know that when I got home and I looked at that, he had a plank of wood, bleachers wood, up in his skin. I mean like so deep that of course we were back to the doctor's office and he had to have it cut out and he had seven stitches in his butt cheek all in one day. I'm pregnant. It's probably about April or May. I mean, it's, you know, school's about to get out. It wasn't like pleasant weather in Florida at that point. My daughter was due in July. So I was big. And that was one of just, just one of our crazy days. And I can remember laying in bed that night thinking, I could never do this ever ever again. And we are about to add yet another child to this mix. Who on earth 
thought this was a good idea. And I can just remember telling my mom about all of this and I calling her back like, you just won't believe what happened now. And you just won't believe this. And I called her back one more time crying, you just won't believe. And I'm not sure who ended up crying at the end of the day, more her or me or the kids, but it was just one of those days. You know, we've got a scorpion sting on the back of one child, a hand twice its size on another child, seven stitches on the bottom of a butt cheek on another child, and three copays at the pediatrician's office that day. You know, I mean, when people say that raising children is hard and it's exhausting and it's draining, and those weren't even behavior issues. Well, you know, we weren't kidding. And we have those same stories with weird things like sicknesses and Rocky Mountain spotted fever and unfortunately testicle torsions. I mean, we've had them all at my house. And so when I tell you that I understand what it's like to go from chaos to calm, well, I really do mean that I understand. I've been there. And a lot of it, I was a single parent for. So I just wanted to give you that small little background for what I'm about to tell you next. Welcome to the Uplift Effect Podcast. Yes, our logo is a V formation. Yes, that was taken on my farm right over my home. And of course, there's a story there and it's made all the difference in the world and I cannot wait to tell you about it. But first, my name is Jill. I am the creator of The Uplift Effect. I am a professional therapist and coach who has specialized in childhood grief and trauma and I transform moms and children from chaos to calm. If you're a parent who feels out of control, who has no real solid parenting plan, and are desperate to turn your own chaos into calm, well, this is your place, and I am glad that you are here. I was once in your shoes, feeling like I was failing at everything, and most importantly, I was failing my kids. As a stay-at-home mom of four children, to say that we were in chaos was putting it lightly. My story didn't change overnight, and in bits and pieces, I'll share it with you. But I used the same techniques that birds intuitively use when they are migrating in their fee formation by way of community and a plan that's dependent on this little thing called, well, you guessed it, an uplift effect. They endure what would otherwise not be possible, and that's migrating for thousands and thousands of miles. I believe and I know that we can transform ourselves and our children. So when we wake up in the mornings, like I do now, I am incredibly thankful to call what I have now with my four children home. And so can you. So this podcast is for you, to encourage you, to teach you, to address some of the biggest, most difficult parenting challenges that we face as mothers. And I am so glad you are here as we journey and migrate through these miles together. Welcome to the Uplift Effect podcast. Okay, I am back 
And I, um, you know, as I listen to and repeat back and listen to that story of that day with my kids, you know, it's just, and then I think about the other things that have happened. Like we really did. My daughter ended up with Rocky Mountain spotted fever as a preschooler the weekend before she started preschool. Like, who gets Rocky Mountain spotted fever in the part of the country that I live in? I mean, it happens, but it's just very un- unusual, <laughs> especially at four. Um, and then really, literally, two or three days later, we're, you know, just coming home from the hospital and trying to get her situated. She's still pretty sick. And my son ends up with a testicle torsion and I'm sure he's going to appreciate thank goodness I'm not calling him out by name but if you don't know what a testicle torsion is just think about those two words particularly torsion like it means twisted (laughs) it's awful and it's an emergency and it's just not fun and we have had some of the most ridiculous things. We have been in the hospital like twice in a day over me having surgery. And then hours later after being discharged, I'm back with my son for 21 stitches from a baseball cleat, a metal baseball cleat in his hand. It's just, it's crazy when you have multiple kids, all of the combination of things that can go wrong. And like I said, these weren't even behavior issues. These were just life. This is having boys and lots of kids and, and, and just circumstances. But what do you do when you couple all of that and that kind of exhaustion with then behavior issues and the things that you have to figure out how to get your toddler to stop doing A and start doing B? Like, how do you navigate that when you're tired from all of the other things that life just demands? It's not easy. And by the way, if you hear some chomping in the background, yes, that's Blaze, my German short hair pointer, who loves being in my office with me when I'm working and chews on a bone like it's the last one she'll ever have. <laughs> so I am sorry about that in the background. Um, But today, one of the things I wanted to do was to give you some practical tools that I have found to be helpful as we are navigating these life circumstances with our kids. But we're also trying to integrate behavior changes and we're trying to really raise children in the midst of things like, like when your child falls from the press box at the football field and breaks both arms. Yep. We've had that one too. And we're trying to teach them right from wrong. And we are trying to help them understand that there are consequences for choices that they make potentially. And they get to choose between rewards or consequences because that's a life lesson that they have to learn. How do we integrate all of that together? Well, here's a couple things. Number one, well, I'm gonna give you four. So here's number one thing. And if you are on my Facebook page, my Moms of the Uplift Effect Facebook group, you'll have heard this here. I had to change the energy in my house, meaning positivity is contagious. 
You will grow what you feed. So if I want to have more positive energy in my house, I am responsible for creating the positivity. You know the saying like, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? That's what I'm talking about. We as moms really do set the standard and the feeling, the baseline for how our home feels. I use music a lot to do that in my home. I did it a lot when my kids were little. Complimenting, finding things that my children were doing right and acknowledging that and thanking them. When you put your clothes in that hamper, I really appreciate it because you know it makes our bathroom look so much nicer when the clothes are in the hamper. Thank you for doing that. Or Pollyanna playing the glad game. I am so glad to have X, Y, and Z in my life. I am so glad to see you guys sharing with each other. It makes me feel so thankful to see my children being nice to each other. Guys, thanks for doing that. Or we would play this thing, you know, my favorites. Um, You'll hear me talk about all that often. Uh, And we would do that, you know, What's your favorite color? And when you have a bunch of kids, you can do that. You know, well, my favorite color is not that color, but this color. And we would point it out and kind of do like I spy things with it. Um, I discovered the power of playing more and cleaning less. That changed the energy in my house a ton to get on the floor and play with my kids and tickle and laugh and giggle and have a good time and act silly and quit worrying about the dang dishes. The dang dishes will get done at another time. It's not the end of the world. I don't have to have a clean sink that's bleached all the time. And so that was a big component of how I had to start every part of my day was getting my energy situated. Number two, you have got to remind yourself that you can't fight every battle. You are trying to win a war, not all of these little battles. You cannot fight all of that at the same time. You have to keep the big picture in mind. So I made a list of like the big things and maybe some smaller things that I felt like I really needed to make progress with, with my kids. And I picked one or two of them, like maybe a bigger one and a smaller one. And for a week or two, that's what I focused on. Just that. And I really honed in on that. And that's where I channeled my energy. And the reason I did that was because I can't keep track of all of the things that I really wanted to change. And my kids can't keep track of it. I didn't have energy for all of that. The kids can't manage all of those things if I can't manage all of those things. So there were literally times that my boys would be saying something ugly to each other. And it would upset me. And I would have to turn the other cheek, grit my teeth, and walk away. Because right now... That wasn't a battle that I was fighting. And please know that I'm not meaning that it's okay if they hurt each other. I would address that battle, but smaller things I would have to just let go. Pick one or two things that you're working on 
and you're going to have to let some other things go. Number three, we really have to focus on consistency, not perfection. You're not going to get it right every single day. They aren't either, but you have to be consistent. They want to see that you're consistent, and that's where you're going to make your headway, is consistently implementing the expectation. Tell them the expectation, let them know, and follow it up with consistency. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be consistent. Number four, take advantage of their autonomy. I was talking to a mother yesterday about the fact that her twin girls were really wanting to um, express their own autonomy and take control of some things for themselves. And I am like, use that. It is in your best interest to use that. Remind them that they have choices and they can choose A, which gets a reward, or they can choose B, which has a consequence. And at two and two and a half, children can understand that. Absolutely, they can understand that. And if they don't know all of those lang- that language yet, you teach them. Use the words that they do know, and you teach them about what the words choices mean and about what rewards or earning means. And you show them and demonstrate to that to them, and you show them what consequences mean. No, they don't know that word yet, but they know not so good. So use the language that they are familiar with, but you teach them new language, but you teach them by walking them through the experience so that they understand and you stay consistent with it. I promise that if you will stay consistent with the expectations that you have set with your children and you follow through on A or B, depending on whether they have chosen that, it will pay off. I have heard a lot of parents say, I tried that and it didn't work. And then I asked for how long did they try it? And they tried it for about four or five days. Yep, that's why it didn't work. Because children are really, really, really smart. And they are going to test the boundaries of this new expectation. And they're going to test every aspect of that boundary. Is she going to implement it if I do it like this or like this or like this and like this? They're going to try every area of it. They're going to circle that boundary. And they're going to test every little part of it. So those are just four things that I wanted to give you that I found in the midst of all of the other things in life that we've got to juggle that I could do. Even when we were having to do all of the trips to the pediatrician's office, and even when we were having to work with stitches and bottoms and stitches and hands and you know, Rocky Mountain spotted fever and testicle torsions and all of those other completely ridiculous things that who has those things happen? But I could keep track of still those things. Don't forget that what you feed 
you are going to grow. You'll get more of what you give attention to. And in the big picture, you've got to keep in mind that at two, if you let them get away with things at two, three, four, five, eight, it's not going to look so cute at 15, 16, 17, 18. Is it okay for them to have that behavior when they're 15, 16, and 17? Think about it in those terms. Because here's how to think of the big picture. If we don't teach our children to control their emotions, that's what becomes a problem as an adult. If we don't teach our children that there are boundaries in life, that's going to be a problem when they get older. And yes, those things are really difficult at two and three and four years old, but we have to In small ways, we have to start teaching them how to take control over their own emotions when things aren't working out the way they would like for them to work out. And I get it. I know you're going to say, how do you stop a a two-year-old from having a temper tantrum? Well, you can't always stop a two-year-old from having a temper tantrum. But how you interact with that temper tantrum is where the magic is. And it's going to be a much bigger problem then than it is at two. It's better to work it when they're toddlers than to try to start working it when they're 16. Okie dokie, that wraps up for today. And I hope that gives you some things to think about and ways to implement some things in your own life. If you have some specific circumstances that you are struggling with, If you have got chaos that you need transformed into calm, there is a solution for that and you can get results. I have implemented a program that I know, I have lived it, I teach it, and I still do it. And I am more than happy to talk to you about it, to give you information about how you can be a part of that because there is a way for all circumstances to have transformation. So you can contact me through Facebook, Instagram, DM me. You can also go to The Uplift Effect. I have a website. You can contact me there and let me know what's going on. Let's talk about it. Let's chat and see if you are a fit for this program. All right. Have a fantastic day. I look forward to talking to you next Monday. You are all my favorites. And thank you for listening to the Uplift Effect podcast.